From Connects Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. From its inception, this show has been all about introducing you to the founders and creators that make this city special. We've walked you through their journeys from brand new startups to growing businesses to mainstays in the community. This season, we're expanding our focus. We will always be advocates for the little guys. But this year, we want to bring you stories from the whole spectrum of Atlantic culture. From one-person startups to thousand-member teams, there are organizations all around the city contributing to its success. And you're going to hear about them all right here on Atlanta Born and Brand. The global pandemic has left no organization unaffected. But we believe the signs are emerging for a bounce back of epic proportions in Atlanta. The craft beer scene in Atlanta has exploded in recent years. Yet there are few breweries in town that have the distinction of being black owned. Nappy Roots members Fish Scales and Skinny DeVille are hoping to shake that up. Earlier this month, the duo opened Atlantucky Brewing, a brand new brewery situated in the heart of Castleberry Hill and very aptly in a building owned by Atlanta icon Herman J. Russell's family. Check out our latest Bounce Back feature to hear how they're hoping to continue the legacy of the historic neighborhood and bring craft beer to hip-hop. All right, gentlemen, uh, first of all, thanks for hosting us. Appreciate it. Beautiful space you got here. Um, What are you feeling about tonight? I know we, we were talking a little bit beforehand. This is, you know, three, four, five years in the making. How's, how's your nerves going into grand opening night? <laughs> uh, for me, it's kind of like an album coming out. Hmm. Uh, I had so many of those, um, so many of those kind of projects, you know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, scales, again, probably, as, probably not the best way to start the interview, comparing <laughs> Beard of music, like I always do. He's like, really? We're going to get into the first two seconds. <laughs> but it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like releasing an album, man. Like, mm. I, I compare, you know, making beer like making a song. Mm. And so now we have these four songs. We have this place, this space that we've been working towards for, like you said, you know, three to five years. You know, mm. the Humdinger took three years to make. Mm. And so things like that, where you're just focusing on it, you're just really trying to make it the best you can, and then you release it to the world and see what the world thinks about it. And um, it's kind of like that for me. So I'm, I'm appreciative of the time that we spent. I'm excited about the um, end result. I'm happy that we're here and able to actually open. Sure. And now the real work begins, though, because now it's not just opening, it's staying open. You know, no and that's the hard part. Yeah, and I mean, it's all sunshine and roses until the, the first person, you know, the wrong person gets a beer spilled on them or whatever, whatever it might be, right? Uh, That's right. That's right. <laughs> What's that progressive commercial with the ladies in the flower shop? Oh, yeah. Great day. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> the ladies going out on a stretcher. Yeah. I think for me, um, the soft opening before the grand opening helped, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, break the ice a little bit. But it is stressful. Good stress. Like, I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. Um, it's exciting. I'm from Georgia, so um, I have a million people to invite. And that part gets stressful because you always want to leave somebody out. And you can't give the special treatment that you like to give to people who have traveled from out of town to be a part of this. But all in all, I'm grateful that we're getting all this attention. 
that we're getting the spotlight um, to showcase our business. Um, but like Skinny, I'm ready to move on to the work part. I want to get the celebrating part behind us and get down to working. So as exciting and as grateful as I am with the grand opening, I'm ready to get it behind me. So at Lantucky, I know most of you guys were Hilltopper scales. You're a Georgia boy. Well, I'm a Georgia boy and a Hilltopper. And a Hilltopper, yeah. right. But the rest of you guys are from Kentucky, right? Correct. Originally. Uh, talk about the name and what that means to you guys, how, how, you, know, how you came upon it and what it, what it means to you now. I love the name, man. We started using it about 2008 uh, when we first signed Nappy Roots up on Facebook. And they asked your location, we put Atlantucky, you know, because <laughs> we was going back and forth from Louisville to Kentucky so much. And um, I love it because it really symbolized where Nappy Roots came from. Um, me being from Georgia, the rest of the group being from Louisville and Bowling Green, you know, and what Kentucky means to me, like, that's where I became a man. Like, I loved Georgia as a kid and came back a grown man, and all of that happened while I was in Kentucky. So, you know, I'm glad to pay homage to Kentucky. Nappy Roots has always paid homage to Atlanta. You know, this is where we recorded and kind of created our sound or honed our sound coming to Atlanta. So I love the name Atlantucky. Never thought once of trying to change it. You know, I, I think that symbolizes what me and Skinner are working toward. There was no other option. There was no or. Like, and you know, that it, it was very easy for us to just kind of do that idea, you know, like, you know, let's call it Atlantucky. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's perfect. It's perfect it. as hell. Like it gets so much wide range of, of conversation within that. And we couldn't have called it Kent Lanta. That wasn't the word. <laughs> no, you guys picked the, the right combination there, I think. Kent Lanta was sure. not what. And as we travel, I, we've seen, I've seen signs or heard people talk about Pennsylvania, Montucky, and it's just, and I know what they was trying to say when they said it. Like, you know, I, the picture that they painted, when you say something, Tucky. It's country. It's country, it fits right up our alley. It's rural, it. it's backwoods, but you know, as even what we did with Nagaroos and, and hip hop, like we took that and we just linked into it a little bit mm -hmm. and gave another version of what people thought of what Kentucky was. Sure. And I'm proud of where I'm from. You know, I'm from mm -hmm. Louisville, Kentucky. You know, home of Muhammad Ali, Nappy Roots. Yeah. You know, we got Bryson Taylor, Jack Harlow, you know, player. We got a lot of artistry that's coming out there. And a lot of people that have helped raise the, the, the bar for people in Kentucky. Sure. As far as Louisville, where I'm from, like, you know, sometimes it looks bleak. Y'all, you have this factory life and, mm -hmm. and, you know, you're working for somebody else. You know, I never really saw my life go that direction, even mm -hmm. just, you know, doing the Nappy Roots thing for so long. And so this is just an easy progression of just what Nappy Roots and just how we already vibe and just coming up with creative names to explain mm. kind of where we're at in our, you know, path in life. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it works perfect for what we're trying to do now is bring, you know, craft beer to the um, hip hop community as well as to um, African-Americans, you know, people of color. You know, get more people drinking craft beer and it's better for everybody. Right now, there's enough white people that's drinking craft beer to know about craft beer. Like you guys have hit a glass ceiling of white people that can drink craft beer. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you can't get one more white person that, that knows about craft beer that already knows about it, you know? Yeah. But you bring that over to hip hop and, and, and where I'm from, it's like, what's craft beer? It's like, ah, 
that's where the that's the moment that opportunity. We see. Yeah, opportunity. you gotta find something ain't nobody yeah. doing, and then you figure that out, and that's how you have that you know lightning in the jar. Well, and it's it's even like that in Atlanta, right? Atlanta's got a huge craft beer scene now that they didn't have Correct. 15 years ago, but an awful lot of it looks the same. Yeah, right. and so you guys are you know pioneers in this business, just like you you know like you said you know telling your story in a different way of of boys from the country when you were you know when you yeah. were on the road. You guys are doing that now in beer, and it it raises a question for me. You know, people think about uh, life as a rapper as this you know, glamorized life, everybody doing things for you. You guys worked your way up to that. Um, entrepreneurship, starting a brewery is a lot of the same. You know, people think, oh man, these guys are doing so, something so different. Are you feeling, you know, those same types of feelings that you guys were feeling early on in your music, music career as you're starting something from scratch with this brewery? I think it's definitely a buzz, yeah. you know. Uh, I, again, just applying I see, I see it, what you did there. Applying it from my, my rap career, you know. I don't know what they call it in the brew world. Yeah. And they're like people are talking or the gossiping. You know, I don't know sure. what they say when a lot of people are talking about a specific brewery in their beer. Yeah. But to have enough people aware of what we were doing while we were doing it was important for us. So mm. we didn't just come out of nowhere and it's a shock to people. Mm. Like, you know, um, we were mentioned in Time Magazine through uh, Monday night several years ago about this an up and coming brewery or, or, or black people getting into craft beer. We were mentioned back then mm -hmm. along with Crown, uh, uh, Crowns and Hops. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it's good to have that, 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 that gradual climb so people can appreciate the early humble beginnings. You know, if we just came out of nowhere and just nap roosters, you know, in five states, you know, and it, you know it, a lot of people probably hate that mm -hmm. and probably wouldn't support us as much as they're doing now, you know? And we've built a lot of friendships by doing it the way we're doing. We're hanging out at breweries, we're asking questions, we're getting to know the actual procedure and process. And I think that's what a lot of other breweries are gonna respect from us, is we're not just trying to put our name on something mm -hmm. and say, hi, we made a brewery, and I'm gonna go off and go back to touring. It's like, no, we're, we're literally putting in 12 hours of work here brewing. Like, yeah. we're really learning the, the concepts and processes. We're, you know, we're learning the grain bills and which hops to use and, mm -hmm. you know, how to dial in the ABV a little better than it was the first time. This is, not, this is not the Nappy Roots white label brewery that everybody else runs it and you guys just right, not at all. slap not it at all. Yeah, That's to, not fun though. Yeah. That's not fun. Not sure. at all. And to go to your question about um, does it feel like the early days in Nappy Roots? It definitely does, man. And it's, that's part of the blessing to me is like me and Skinny, it feel like we're doing what we did in the mm -hmm. mid-90s when we were sitting on the porch um, pressing up CDs we was having a good time, like it was work, but we did, we enjoyed it because we got to hang out together. Um, we knew we was on to something new, so the feeling was just it was it was a great feeling, and I feel that same thing on um, doing beer, even in the garage when we was brewing in my garage. It's like man, we on to something, hmm. you know. We st we get to hang out, be friends, but still be productive at the same time, you know, while we hanging out and. Just uh, that's how we met. Just talking about ideas. Like we, we both love Wu Tang. We wanted to recreate that some kind of way in the South, and we would just talk hours and hours about it. And that's how it was with beer when we was growing in the garage. We talked hours and hours about how we wanted this to be. So it's the same buzz, and we and you kind of lose that in hip hop after you've done it for 25 years. You know, you kind of lose the challenge of it you kind of lose some of the energy you had for it. So it's great that we picked it up with something else. Yeah. Well, now you got new material. 
for the hip hop side, right? Yeah. It's a new inspiration. We've actually had songs uh, on our last album. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shucking and jiving. It's like I love it. It's an ode to driving down Northside Drive, <laughs> coming to Atlanta. <laughs> You know, yeah. in traffic, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That's kind of how the song feels. So mm. it's given us a, 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 a second, uh, you know, a second win mm. into our career. And we've had seven little bursts of it, you know, from the All Naw and the Poe folks, early 2002. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to having Good Day in 2008, having that success, which we're still mm. enjoying now, to coming out in 2015 and uh, doing the 40 Acres. Mm -hmm. 2016 and doing that for the last three albums to make a trilogy project all the way through 2020 you know and kind of just rebranding what we who we are i i i want to say like you know i can't work for nobody else like it just never it's not in my dna i can work for myself and we can work together but we can do partnerships and deals and that's kind of how i see the craft beer kind of working just like the music like we can do a distribution deal and then we can get a Mm -hmm. Uh, someone to press our, our beer up, like someone can press our, our, our records up, and we can get that out to the marketplace. Sure. We can have stores we have relationships with, and I can have great one-on-ones with CEOs and CF, CFOs and COOs, and we can have great conversation that way. But to actually, you know, work for you, I, that's just never been in my thing. That chapter's passed. <laughs> I quit my job when I graduated college and ha- haven't had one since. Hmm. That's good, man. Tell me, uh, so why stay and do this in Atlanta? Why not? Kentucky. Why not? Well, we will know, somewhere along the line. We'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. there. I think the land is the best place, like you said. It's, it's, as far as the the, the uh, breweries mm. per capita, and as far as the people of color that drink beer and the wear of beer per capita, yeah. and, and and the black brewers that are aspiring to be uh, open breweries per capita. I think it's the most concentration, and Atlanta is the most networking city I've ever been in. And I'm from Louisville. Uh, I moved here in 2008, and. Um, brought my family down here rather and um, I've had great success and my, my kids have had great educations mm. they've been able to, to thrive you know my wife is doing pretty good for herself mm. moving down here and I just think those opportunities wouldn't be there in Kentucky as much as they are already right now here sure yes it would get there but who has time to wait on a, 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 a idea to come to a whole state or a whole city yeah. when it's already popping here for that well in scales you're close to home right I love yep. close to home I always felt like Atlanta was a good place to, you know, um, continue doing Nappy Roots. I moved here first, uh, right as our first album was starting to happen. Uh, and basically we lived here. So when we started doing our, our beer thing, we created it, we became friends with people here first, you know, it just, just because we were here. Uh, so it, this was a great place for us to start at Lantucky. But as Skinny said, I, we would love to see a place in Bowling Green Louisville, you know, mm. take the movement to back to Kentucky. Mm. You know, I think as my parents get older, you know, and I might have to go back there at some point and mm. do that. I, you know, that might be the the catalyst that natural they, next step. Yeah. yeah, you know, I know I can't stay down here forever. You mm. know, I can enjoy a good twenty years though. Like I'm, I'm having a great time here, mm. but I do see some things that can, in Kentucky that I think they need to have the same opportunity. I don't want to deprive them of what we're doing here because mm. if we brought this to Kentucky. Again, you're hiring, you know, within, you know, your, uh, you know, you're trying to hire within what your your, your base is, you know, yeah. try to bring people to look like you into the fold. And I think the opportunity would be uh, a, be great if we can do that up there too as well. Yeah. But we got to get this going. I don't want to be like, yeah, we're going to franchise sure, sure. year one. <laughs> yeah, walk before you can everything. run. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> trying to gamble and be spread too thin. So, you know, let's get yeah. good and let's get better and then let's get great. 
Sure. And the universe will align itself to present those things in front of us. Well, and talk about why you guys ultimately picked Castleberry Hill. I know this is a historic neighborhood. You know, we, we passed the, the Herman J. Russell mural on the way in here. Yeah. You know, just like telling stories that, that a lot of this, the city and the country doesn't know. That's, that's right. what this neighborhood is about, right? Yeah. So talk about why you guys picked this spot. Well, you just said the name, uh, Mr. Herman J. Russell. Yeah. Um, we was brewing beer in the garage, and basically, long story short, the Russells chose us to come into the <laughs> neighborhood. Um, this is their building. They wanted a black brewery. And uh, Monday night definitely recommended us, along with a few other people, but we were ready, because we had been brewing in the garage three times a week sometimes, and just putting ourselves into position. Well, actually, we wasn't ready, you know, but we knew this was an opportunity that we couldn't pass. So we did everything we could to get ourselves prepared to get in this building. And um, we heard the stories about the Russell family, Herman J. Russell, um, Maynard Jackson, how this whole area played a big part in um, economic growth for black people. So for us to come in and be a part of that, be an extension of that story, you know, we have a great responsibility here. You know, it's a great responsibility for us to do the right things and to do it the right way while we in Castleberry Hills. You know, we're, we're we loving the challenge. We feel we're totally up to it. And we're trying to do black greatness, beer greatness, you know, just American greatness and continue the legacy of this neighborhood, Castleberry Hills. Well, on the platform you have too, you're a hop, skipping a jump away from Super Bowls, Final yes. Fours, they're gonna happen right, you know, right down the street here. Atlanta yeah. United. No yeah. doubt, no oh, doubt, yeah, no, I love that. All right, so I got to ask you, uh, hopefully not an embarrassing question. Uh -oh. The worst beer that came out of the, the home brewing <laughs> experience. That's easy. Yeah. yeah. First, First two. <laughs> First two, good. Guys. First two is straight mop water. Straight water. Um, you could have labeled it mop water and mop water junior. And it's so funny because we just, we just drinking them. Like, you know, we hoping we get a buzz. Nothing happened. You know, we weren't disappointed. We yep. was gonna keep going anyway. Who was the first one to admit, okay, this is terrible? I, I don't think, I think it wasn't to the third one. Okay. When we actually sitting and drinking and we both looked at each other like, are you buzzing? And we both was buzzing at the same yeah. time and it was the happiest moment ever. <laughs> that we had a slight little buzz. And we was like, yeah, those first two was trash. <laughs> so it went to the third where we actually had something. It was a morale boost that pushed us here, man. Yeah. That, that, if that third one didn't work, I don't know. You know? <laughs> right. But, um, Might have been cut out for <laughs> Yeah, so we fought through it. The first one was just a plain, I think, uh, IPA, West Coast IPA maybe. Didn't ferment, had no alcohol in it at all. <laughs> um, second one was a pumpkin ale. Some reason we tried to do it. The most complicated beer. <laughs> after failing the first time. <laughs> Uh, and that had no alcohol in it, uh, but we was encouraged because it had a little mm. pumpkin flavor to it, <laughs> but no buzz. And the third one, I think, was a, another IPA. Yeah, and it nice. And so that, from that to what you guys are offering here on opening night, what's, what, are, what are you offering folks here on opening night? What's the, what's the product line look like? So um, pretty much we're taking a lot of the, really 
all of the beers we made in the garage. Mm -hmm. We started with the ones that worked very well. We made over 15 different beers and that we made over and over again in the garage. So we had 15 mm -hmm. different recipes and styles and names and things to pick from. Mm -hmm. When we got to the point of, okay, now we're able to make beer, what are we gonna make? Yeah. And I just went back to the, the, the brew logs and figured, okay, you remember this one? We agreed, yeah, this was good beer. All right, so we started with those. And then we um, scaled them up because we started on a, a 10 gallon system, a Sabco. Um, given to us by Monday night. And this one back here is a barrel, so it's 31 gallons. So we had to scale a 10 gallon recipe up to 31, and then a little bit more because the tanks are bigger than just 31. It's really a 40 gallon system. Yeah. But um, so we scaled those four, uh, the four that we really liked up, which is a pale ale, um, which is a Hefeweizen, which is an NEIPA, and a stout. And out of all of the 15 that we've made, those are the four that really was like, if we had a chance to do these over, these would be the ones. And um, we did them over. And yeah. I, I think we got some really good results the first time out the gate, you know, with Barry Bonds in it, you know, <laughs> over the fence, without the roids. Um, <laughs> You're Hank Aaron in it, man. Come on now. Yeah. Hey, come All on. right, Hank Aaron. In eight time. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Barry Bonds. Give <laughs> no. me a break. He should, yeah. We were just talking about Barry Bonds. That's why he's at the <laughs> top of my. Without the steroids. I do like that you qualified it, though. That's good. Now, I want this qualified, but you know. Yeah, we're hitting, the, uh, some, we're hitting some homers over here. The the beer names I can I can definitely appreciate. Talk about some of the beer names. <laughs> Hateville Hef. Um, yeah. We started brewing in Hateville. Um, that's where I bought my house, and we started brewing in the garage. So we got and Arches. You know, we became very good friends with Arches Brewery. <laughs> and so Hateville is a special place for Skinny. That was your yeah. first my when first he first moved to Atlanta. That's Atlanta. how I moved to Hateville. That was the first place he moved, and I wasn't far in Lakewood. So, um, Hateville is a special place to us. It reminded me of a lot of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. um, so, that's where that name came from. Um, not just any IPA, that's uh, just a play on words. Something we was in the garage doing what we do, coming up with ideas. Um, a couple of joints, too many, and we kind of just <laughs> laughed our way into that one. Not just any IPA. Then you got the um, Mile High PA, which is a beer we did for Delta. And, um, you know, so the name was kind of played with, with the air, airport, the um, Delta Airlines. And um, the fourth one, I was switched out, Atlantucky Mud. We did a beer with Arches, which is our most popular beer called Kentucky mm -hmm. Mud. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to do that with Arches. That's kind of our collaboration beer with them. But we wanted to have our own version of it, so we made Atlantucky one. That's and a completely uh, different recipe. It's not anything like that. Yeah, yeah, totally so different nice. stout. It's just, we had a stout, we had a pecan stout that we did uh, at the, at the uh, first Atlantucky that went over really well. Right. And um, so it's based off that recipe. Except just this time, we didn't really put the pecans in it. We just kind of leaned on... Um, some other things like the natural flavors and the grains, um, and uh, some brown sugar and lactose. But it still has this very smooth, rich. Mm. It's not. It's it's an eight percenter, um, but it's not thick and heavy, you know. And I think the Archer's one uh, was like six five. Yeah, so it was a little bit lighter. But um, this one for us is like you know you come in here you wanted something with a little punch. Everything else is kind of you know even keel five five and a half six. Um, but that one's coming in about an eight, so it's like, yeah. You want to take it. That's, that's the hard the, week. Drake, that's the right one there. for you, man. Yeah. It's Friday night. That's right. You want to kick back? 
Last one of the day. Take <laughs> or the first one. Scales has had a hard it's week. A little early. <laughs> I, I've seen it. I've seen it start the day off. Yeah, makes it longer, but I've seen it start it off as just as just as effective as it ends it. So, you know, I think those four is a well-rounded version of kind of who we are and what we kind of hmm. like or how we want to represent ourselves first. Because again, we can only do four maybe. I think to try to have eight to open is a little excessive. Hmm. You know, you drive yourself crazy. That would have been two, another month and a half of us right. making beer. Right. Yeah. Our system is not a big system, but it, it's, it packs a wallet when we put it all together. We can sure. end up with 15 barrels, uh, close to 20, or we can break it down and give you something in two barrels. Hmm. And so for the first day, uh, the first you know, opening, we just wanted to double up the tanks. Hmm. We have eight tanks, so we just paired them up and made just enough volume to get us through the um, first couple of weeks, uh, you know, how we're rocking. Nice. Well, to wrap, to wrap um, something, I mean, we always ask folks on this show is, uh, where do you see this? You guys are a unique case because you're kind of, you've got these two pursuits now that uh, you're working towards, but where do you see five, ten years down the line for Atlantucky, in, in, you know, in particular? I know we talked, you know, already about hey, we would love for this to, to be in Bowling Green or to be in Louisville, whatever it is. Where do you guys see the, the business down the line? Um, uh, a bigger setup. I mean, our system mm. would get it small just to see how it really works. Like, mm. you know, you don't want to – the idea of a brewery is dope, but you don't want to put $1.5 million into it mm. if no one's going to show up and drink it. And I don't have $1.5 anyway. Like, <laughs> how my credit is set up, it, it stops at a certain limit. Mm. But um, we want to grow uh, and show positive growth for three to – at least three years to, mm -hmm. to look good for investors in, in different banks and things. So we want to scale up to a production facility mm -hmm. and have uh, beer. We, we, we're working on a contract, a brewery deal, and a distribution deal. Mm -hmm. But in three to five years, we'd like to have uh, be able to, the, the option to make it ourselves mm -hmm. and have our own facility and then do that for 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm in my mid-40s. I still got 20 more years before I can draw retirement. Mm -hmm. So I still got 20 years of doing something. You know, in rap, <laughs> to retire from rap is only a couple ways. Either they're not buying your stuff no more, you're barely living off the royalties, you can't really have a real job because you still have the ego of being a rapper. Mm. So you have to um, figure out ways you can still bring in income because you have a family to take care of, mm. you know? You have a life you want to live. And so I, I can see us doing this or building this, this um, actual company for the next 20 years, just like we did Nappy Roots for, mm. for the last 20. And you know, I, I see us um, having a good time you know, uh, drinking responsibly, taking care of these guts that we're acquiring, <laughs> you know, uh, and, you know, hopefully we can still be healthy and still be friends because I'm, I'm sure money's going to come in here more than we um, thought would. And um, uh, hopefully that, that doesn't really cause too much of a problem. Yeah, I see it be, being about more than beer, you know, as, it grow, as we grow it off of the beer. I just see us getting into more things. Um, helping more communities or, or widen our community of reach where we're helping people. Um, yeah, just taking the beer, the whole, this whole platform and making it so much more. Just like we're doing art, you know, we got, we're, we're using our walls for artists to come through and put their art up, sell it at whatever price they choose. Um, we'd be a platform for that. We have a stage in our event room where we're letting artists get on stage and perform. You know, just being a platform for other people to really get out um, their talents. You know, as we're we've lived, we're living a great life. We, we're living out our dreams. You know, and that pe most people will never get to experience. So, 
my mindset now is like helping others get to the same place that I was blessed to get to, or any, and even further. And um, I think Atlantucky gives me a good platform to do that. Be sure to follow at Atlantucky on social media and let us know if you visit the brewery. They're also allowing local artists to use the space to display and sell their work. So head down to Castleberry Hill and support local creators. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. Make sure and follow the show on social media at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. This season, we have launched a brand new video series to coincide with our ATL Bounce Back theme. Subscribe to the Atlanta Born and Brand YouTube channel for that content and more. Lastly, if you love the show, please spread the word. Share it with your friends and leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Your support helps make sure that more and more people hear the stories of all those folks doing great things all over the city. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connection Media, I'm John Thanks for listening. See you all soon.